Everything on Broadway for Wednesday, July 10th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, welcome back. It's been a few weeks since we've uh, done this, but it feels like years. I'm reading the script here, and it says, and I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Yeah, you got to so skip re- that one. So replaced? Well, So I mean, quickly? It was it was your idea. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh but yeah, yeah, you're I'm, and I'm Broadway stars. James Marino is the next line, you know, just for frequency's sake. But uh, it's nice to have you back, even if it's only for uh, one day. Um, Ashley will be back after she makes it up to uh, Poughkeepsie, which that's that's upstate, right? Yeah, Poughkeepsie is upstate. It's dependent upon her Wi-Fi, right? Well, it was. Uh, no, we're assuming that the Wi-Fi is good. Uh, I was just kidding. Oh. Um, but she uh, she's traveling to Poughkeepsie as we record on Tuesday night. So uh, she'll be back tomorrow, though. I have a bone to pick with the two of you. We were talking about Mulan the other day. Uh-huh. And you, like, laid out the whole Mulan story without a spoiler alert. Did I? I don't yeah. think I talked about this. I've never seen Mulan the movie, so I don't really know the story. So I'm... Uh, Maybe she did. I don't know. Somebody did. I don't think so. I mentioned a dragon, um, but the dragon's not in the live-action movie. So uh-huh. sorry, Eddie Murphy. So... I'm glad I'm, that, I'm, that I'm on tonight uh, for today on Broadway because uh, earlier in this week's episode of This Week on Broadway, Peter Felicia made a comment about a, a performer's physical appearance that was it, is not really in line with the our values as a company. And we pride ourselves on giving voice to many in the industry and failed to make sure that everyone on our team was in line with our editorial standards. You know, th- this came up when... Ben Brantley did something similar in the New York Times, and you and I talked about it extensively, and it just mm-hmm. slipped by me on Sunday morning, and I was a little bit uncomfortable about it, and I was like, oh, nobody edits Peter Felicia, so I, I didn't really want to, but in retrospect, I was wrong here. It's uh, comments like this that belittle others are unacceptable, and and I, I sincerely apologize to the actor involved in the co- in the entire company of Camp Morningwood. Um, we're going to be going over our editorial and review standards with, with everybody who contributes to Broadway Radio over the course of this week. And I'm terribly sorry that we failed you and we're dedicated to doing better in the future. This is, you know, the first time the first time I think that we've dealt with something like this on Broadway Radio. It's part of our growing pains. And it, it, I, I, I feel just horrible about this and and it was just wrong and we shouldn't have done it and when it was done we should have cut it out of the show immediately and we we made a mistake i'm very sorry about it yeah i know this has been uh eating you up since uh since i first heard about it uh earlier on tuesday so i know that this has been weighing heavy on you so uh, i appreciate that uh well said this is uh similar things that you and i have talked about for years now uh, here and, and um, uh, you know, when it happens in your own backyard, I, I appreciate you mentioning it and, you know, doing whatever needs to be done to remedy it moving forward. Okay, so let's get on to our normal Today on Broadway show. Uh, first up in the news, stars are announced for the upcoming My Fair Lady tour. Yeah, while the tour won't launch for about five months, yesterday we learned that Shireen Ahmed and Laird McIntosh would be leading the upcoming tour of Lincoln Center's My Fair Lady. Ahmed is currently uh, coming directly from the Broadway production where she understudied Laura Benanti in the later part of the run. McIntosh um, has been in and out of the Broadway production of The Phantom of the Opera as both The Phantom and Monsieur Andre for what's going on about six years now. So that'll be a uh, 
uh, a very formidable Eliza and Higgins combo. Ahmed, who is Muslim and of Egyptian descent, is noted for being the first woman of color to ever play Eliza either on Broadway or in the West End, which is pretty fantastic on its own. And now that she's leading the tour is great as well. The My Fair Lady tour will launch from Syracuse in early December before officially opening at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. on December 19th. Now, James, what interests me most about this casting, obviously the woman of color leading the tour, but also the fact that rather than casting an Eliza of the relative age of Lauren Ambrose or Laura Benanti, they went with a much younger actress, really changing the dynamic of the relationship between Higgins and Eliza that we saw in this revival and kind of putting it more in line with every other uh, yeah. incarnation mm -hmm. of My Fair Lady that we've seen in the past. I'm a little surprised that director Bart Shear did that. Um, but obviously he saw a lot of great stuff from Ahmed when she went on for Benanti as Eliza and, and thought that she could handle it. And it wasn't that big of a change in his mind. Yeah. So it, I'm, I'm interested in seeing this uh, and seeing the reviews. I probably won't see it on the road, but I love my fair lady and, uh, and it, I wonder if Bart Shear is going to reinterpret some of those beats that meant so many different things with Lauren Ambrose and with Laura Benanti. So uh, is it going to be heading down your, your area to the Dr. Phillips or do you it, know? It is. It is going to be at the Dr. Phillips. So I'm very I'll much to, looking I'll forward to I'll have to, to fly it. down and we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll do a live review. Yeah, you'll, you'll plan on doing that and then decide to go to London or West Virginia instead. Yeah, almost heaven. All right, what do we have in other news? <laughs> okay, so we've got a bunch of different stuff here. There wasn't anything major that happened on Tuesday, uh, but James, of course, as always, feel free to jump in if anything tickles your fancy. Uh, but first up, in an Instagram video, the original voice of the animated Ariel, Tony nominee Jody Benson, celebrated the casting of the African-American Halle Bailey, who obviously, as we talked about a few days ago, has been uh, riling up a few trolls on the internet. But Benson said, quote, we need to be storytellers, and no matter what we look like on the outside, no matter our race, our nation, the color of our skin, our dialect, whether I'm tall or thin, whether I'm overweight or underweight, or my hair color is whatever color, we really need to tell the story. She goes on in the video and, and talks more about how she's still playing or she's still singing the songs of Ariel far beyond what would normally be considered to be Ariel's age. Um, so it's a really nice video. I don't. I think that this kind of fake controversy that seemed to be drummed up just to piss people off, I think it's kind of dying down, James. Uh, at least I, I hope it is. Uh, but it was still nice to have Benson weigh in a bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's really interesting what you're saying about Jody Benson continuing to tell the story and sing the songs because uh, so much of the Disney story stories are just universal. They're they might have a character that might be associated with a certain look or a certain age, but they're, these are just universal stories that, uh, that mean so much to everybody. And, and we hear this as more and more of this casting news in uh, Little Mermaid gets out there. Uh, so I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Yeah, and also this kind of ties in really well. Um, earlier this week, um, Leia Salonga, 
reunited with Scott Bowman, who played Chris in the original production of Miss Saigon, and they sang A Whole New World uh, on at one of her concerts in the UK. Obviously, Leia Song has done a number of different voice roles for Disney, including the singing voice of Jasmine. So again, she's probably a, a bit too old now to play that role in other confines, but she is still telling that story in one way or another. So uh, that's really fantastic. All right, James, let's move on to some show and casting news. Yesterday, Waitress announced that current Dr. Pometer, Eric Bergen, will play his final performance on July 21st alongside departing Jenna Shoshana Bean, and that he will be replaced by former The Play That Goes Wrong star Mark Evans. Evans will be joining the previously announced Allison Luff, who is going to be taking over as Jenna and when they start on July 23rd. In other replacement news, yesterday, Dear Evan Hansen announced that current understudy Gabrielle Caruba will replace Mallory Bechtel in the role of Zoe Murphy beginning on July 30th, following Bechtel's final performance on July 28th. And finally here, James, uh, were you a fan of, of the kids in the hall at all? Oh, eh? Those Canadians? It, yeah, those, that big Canadian group. Um, I... I remember it on tv a little bit it was probably a little bit before uh my time but one of the iconic comedy troops favorite members kevin mcdonald will bring his first ever one-man show kevin mcdonald alive on 42nd street to theater row for one week of shows from august 25th through august 31st it's not exactly in residence at the lunt fontan james but i'd imagine that there will still be a decent audience of a certain age uh, who want to come see this show, especially for one week and just at one of the small theaters at Theater Row. I, I think that could be a a pretty tough ticket to get, actually. Yeah, I'm surprised it's playing, playing such a small, small venue. Maybe uh, maybe it'll be so well attended. It, it will get a another type of another type of life. But or, did you know mm-hmm. Lauren Michaels produced uh, Kids in the Hall? I believe I did know that. Yeah. Um, other folks in Kids in the Hall, I think, were like uh, Scott Foley was in it. Yeah, He's Scott gone on to Foley, do a lot of TV. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of good stuff. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So Kids in the Hall, I think, is um, catching on to this this trend of good entertainment that is coming to Broadway without a book and I'm not sure how I feel about that, but we'll have to see if it, it'll be kids in the hall, freestyle of Supreme type of thing, you know? <laughs> well, we've talked about this before you decided to quit today on Broadway uh, quite a bit about all these unique entertainment things that are coming to Broadway, whether it's the in residence or the illusionist stuff or the um, uh, Darren yeah. Brown secret uh, freestyle of Supreme. There's an audience for that. I, I think that there are some people that are concerned about things that aren't, theater legit taking one of the very limited broadway theaters um but in terms of just stuff being available in new york i think the more things like kevin mcdonald live on 42nd street there are so many venues that these things can play i think that that's awesome that people have that many different types of opportunities to see things i have less of a problem with it on broadway just because i think at some point there needs to be something different just to kind of keep people on their toes, keep them interested. And if it helps producers and theater owners, you know, pad their bottom line a little bit, that only helps theatrical things moving forward. On um, This week on Broadway, uh, last Sunday, I talked about uh, that I was in Kentucky and drove by the Ark. You know the Ark in Kentucky? 
I, like, is there a Noah's Ark there, I think? Yes, yeah? there is okay. a full-size Noah's Ark theme park type of thing. And we were talking about Martin Sharnan, who wrote 2x2, two two, and I was like, there should oh. be a site-specific 2x2 two two done at the Ark. That's really good. I, I love the, the the title song from 2x2 two two is probably one of the catchiest songs for me in Broadway history. Just you mentioning 2x2, two two, I have Danny Kaye's voice stuck in my head and i know he was apparently a nightmare to work with on that show yes it's but the stories were yeah yeah the stories were bad but like that song uh is probably one of my favorite show tunes just in terms of like the the melody and the hook such a great song and while i don't have the arc here i do have a giant coliseum at the holy land experience so oh, that's true yeah. I, yeah did i see the 10 commandments there was that the i have no idea what you saw there i drive by it occasionally but have never ventured in <laughs> so all right matt why don't you get us out of here all right thanks for listening to today on broadway follow us on facebook and twitter at broadway radio and you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt and Ashley, where can people find you? <laughs> you had to read it. I, you know, <laughs> you've just and, gone back to the way we always did. It. Yeah. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayVideo.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. And uh, maybe Matt and Ashley will be back tomorrow to talk That's with you. That's the plan. That's the plan, Stan. Yeah. Slip out the back. Get on the bus, Gus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need to discuss much. Yeah. Just drop off the key. Okay.